0: Hello, friends. Welcome to another episode of The Trevor Olsen Show, episode number 66. Episode number 66, 666. Episode 66. On Wednesday, June 2nd, 2021. June 2nd. My God. Preposterous. It was just May. I love the month. Wait, I should finish the intro. I'm your host, Trevor Olsen. Good to be here. Thanks. Um month, the month of May is one of my favorite months, and it's self-evident, I think. It's because we're transitioning from winter, it's really spring, and then, and all the birds come out. For those of you who listen to the podcast, you know I'm a bird watcher. All the birds come out, all the leaves and start budding and come out and just green and life, and it was, I was talking to my dad like a, a month ago now, and it was May 7th, something like that, and I just, I was like, I can't believe it's almost June. And he was like, don't say that. <laughs> but man, the months fly by. The months fly by. But anyway, we're in the month of June. One of my favorite months now. We're in the summer. We're in summer. It's going to be 90s coming up here in the Upper Peninsula of Michigan. 90 and 90 this weekend, which is which is uh, hot as balls, some might say. Now, yeah, and also, I don't know how people live in Arizona. I love Arizona, but I was just, I was just talking with a friend the other day, and they were just discussing. Oh God, jeez, fucking scared me. <laughs> I have my phone in airplane mode, and uh, but a notification just popped up, and it looked like a bunch of shit in the back. Like, okay, who's behind me? Um, uh, when I was out in Arizona, I was there in March, so it was perfect. Know, 70s 80s no humidity as there is out there um but now it's like doesn't get below 100 during the night it's like literally a uh, sauna the size of a of Arizona which is it's just maybe a bit much um although I will say I love Arizona and I would like to go out there and maybe experience a summer just to just to potentially die from heat stroke to see what that to see what the locals have to go through every single uh every single summer But, um, anyhow, gorgeous day here. Um, I have some exciting news, friends. (sighs) Sort of. Yeah, I mean, I suppose you could say it's, it's big news for me. So a lot of you, well, again, if you have been listening, know that I've been uh, talking about moving out for a good bit now, just like I was talking about doing my road trip for a long time, and then I went out and eventually did the road trip. You know, things take time. I just got my dad in the sauna for the first time yesterday, and we've had it for six months. He did great. He did a full 15-minute session, and then another seven or eight-minute session afterwards, which is great for the first time, uh, a first time through. I, I just kind of, I, forgot that this was really his first time in many, many years. So, uh, I was encouraging to like push through the second round. I'm like, what am I doing? He's his fucking first time in here. And I was like, get out. <laughs> so, but he did great. And it was really fun. And now he's talking about, um, doing it every morning. So I hope he does. Cause it'd be, it's good for you, but I, things take time and I am officially, in the process of looking looking for a, a home, my forever home. Maybe, maybe not a forever home. I always think that's a funny phrase. Oh, it's just not our forever home, you know. We're going to outgrow it. and It just sounds like a little fantasy phrase. Our forever home. But I am looking for a house now, officially. I ended up at a house last Sunday. I did a tour of one, brought my old man with, asked him if he would come with me, uh, just in case... He's got more experience than me, and he's able to ask questions that I maybe wouldn't be super conscious of. But I found this great little house, and the market is just absurd right now, as most of you probably know. So the houses are selling like crazy. It's and interest rates are low, and it's it's a it's a booming. Uh, what, what would you call it in like uh, stock market terms? It's a bull market. I don't know, but. I went to this house, toured it. It was a house for sale uh, in the area, within my price range, and it was a two-bedroom, one-bath house, perfect for a single man, perfect for even a couple. Um, and I, it was the first time I, I, I toured a house that I saw for sale, and you know, I was like, "Hey, I want you to know, I'm very serious about this." And um, the only, long story short, I didn't get it, but I am the process. Has been set in motion, and I am as soon as soon as I'm uh, I finish this podcast, I'm gonna go to the bank and start the pre-qualification and pre-approval process for a loan. So I'm looking for a house, friends, which is pretty exciting. I feel like I just have a preposterous amount of saliva in my mouth at all times. It's kind of gross. I'm constantly swallowing. Maybe it's my mic, the way I have things EQ'd and set up, but I feel like you can hear like. All those gross noises really easily, or I don't really hear that in other podcasts. So I might have to adjust something for future, future reference. Um, but yes, house house searching. I'm house hunting, as they say, uh, which is exciting. And I was talking about it with my my buddy Kevin Chown, who's been on the podcast yesterday. We got together last night in Escanaba. And uh, had dinner at Moe's Pub, which is a great little restaurant, mom-and-pop shop in Escanaba, Michigan, if you haven't been there. It's right down the main strip, and they've got awesome shrimp tacos. Shrimp tacos. I had the shrimp and fish tacos last night uh, after work. And see, I'm constantly swallowing. That's what she said. Um, and... And Kevin came out. So, um, I'm really trying to make it a point to, to, and I've been doing this for a while, to really socialize and particularly, particularly to spend time now and intentionally spend time with men. Um, I know I've been talking about this book, but I'm, I'm rereading it now called No More Mr. Nice Guy. I keep bringing it up, but right at the end of the book, he's like, if this is your first time reading it, go back through and do it again. I was like, all right. So I'm already almost done with it again. Um... And it's been really good, but a big part of it is I have a tendency, I think, when when I get involved with women romantically, I have a tendency, a proclivity, you might say, to make them my emotional center. This is something I wasn't really aware of in the past. And I, I think I just have a tendency to do that now. Like when I get in relationships, like I really, <laughs> I just really get, uh, I'm really, uh, what's the word? infatuated with uh, with the, the woman <clears throat> and I kind of s- I potentially uh, circle my life around her and I almost make her like my emotional center and I don't want to do that in the future and so I've been the he emphasizes in the book that you know and I know this that you know uh, I can't rely on anything external in order to feel good about myself. I can't make any other person my emotional center, but I can get a lot of my social and emotional needs met through men, through other men, through connecting with other men. And one thing he points out, which I, I didn't think of, but it's quite true, He's, you know you can have a really, really deep, intimate relationship with a man uh, because there's no sexual agenda, in my case. As a heterosexual male, there's no sexual agenda. So you, know, you can really connect with... You know, as a lot of you dudes out there know, and and women as well, it's like you have those close interpersonal relationships that mean a lot to you that aren't sexual. And I'm obviously aware of that, but I just, even just yesterday, um, you know, I could have just, I, I got out of work a little early and I could have just cruised home, but I made it a point to reach out to Kev and to get together with him, and we had a great fucking time. Uh, it was really fun, and it was just good to catch up and and hang out with dudes. So I'm gonna try. I'm really gonna try to make time and make the effort to spend time with with my male friends. And this is what the uh, Mr. Robert Glover says is that actually having you know having many having good relationships with the men in your life will actually improve will actually improve the relationships that you have with women. And so. I'm just, I'm realizing, and I've realized this over the last few years, but it keeps getting thrown in my face, just the importance of friendship. And in, and now, you know, and I was going to say, well, for the most part, you know, my friends are men. I I don't hang out with women for, you know, just, unless it's like, I don't know, my sister's friend or, you know, it's like a, a third party, but I'm not hanging out with any chick, Just friends. I don't know, you know, people used to ask me that, like, you know, there's that question, you know, can a man and woman just be friends? Huh, I don't know. Maybe. I I guess I'll say yes, but in my case, I don't know. As a single man, well, it depends on on the woman. It depends if you have interest, if you're sexually attracted to them. Like, it depends on a lot of different things, I suppose. But I don't know, there's just a different energy when men and women come together men act differently around when they're around women compared to when men just are around other men and women do the same thing women act differently amongst just women compared to women and men obviously so um making it a point to spend time with my dude friends <laughs> Quite the intellectual uh if a uh, way to say it trevor spending more time with my dude friends <clears throat> Babies here um i'm just gonna i'm making that more of a point and uh it's been good it's been good so anyway and Ke- i told kevin too about uh getting looking for a house and and he uh, he was actually involved in real estate for a number of years which uh I knew and I didn't know, but he had, yeah, at one point he had owned many houses and um, he said, it's a good, it's a good thing. And I'm gonna get a house around here. I think it's foolish to kind of waste your money on an apartment, but also I know that no matter what, if I end up moving elsewhere, somewhere in the future, I want a home here, no matter what. So I'm gonna get a home here. I think it's a good use of money. It's a good investment, and uh, huh, in a few years, if America's still around, it'll be worth more money. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. So looking for a house—that's been fun. Um, What's well, fun too, just because it, like it, it feels uh, it's real now. You know, it's I've been talking about it and thinking about it, but now actually going to the doing a little house tour and going to the bank after this to hopefully get pre-qualified and approved. I should. I've got good credit. I've had credit now. I remember a few years ago, um, when I had no credit and I was, you know, talking about moving out and people were like, you got to have good credit, but Dave Ramsey, I don't know. I don't, I don't know how it works at all, but he's super against all credit cards. And I know some of his work, you know, as far as being smart financially and don't be fucking you know competing with the joneses so to speak don't go buy the big house and nice car that you can't afford because you want to show people you don't like what you have it's stupid so i'm looking for something just for a first home for me like i said maybe two bedroom one bath the house that i looked at was like 886 square feet i mean it's it's good like that's all Uh, that's all I need I really don't a lot of the houses that come up for sale are actually just too big for me Um, there's a house for sale that popped up by the way in Iron Mountain for $83,000 it's a five bedroom four house for 83 grand now it needs work on the outside and exterior and it needs a little work inside as well but it's gorgeous it's like I don't know what is it a Victorian style I don't know Um, I think it was built in the 1800s is what it said uh, or early 1900s, I don't remember, but just insane how huge it was for $83,000, like, really crazy, um, the, like, the prices that you can get houses around here for, comparatively speaking to the rest of the country, like, you know, in, you're in New York, and you pay, whatever, $2,500 a month for a small box that, uh, you can't leave, (laughs) especially during the pandemic, I wonder how it is out there um, right now. I haven't really been paying attention to the news. Saw there was another shooting in Florida. Fucking 23 people shot and two, I think, killed. And it's, it's disheartening to be constantly bombarded with negative events that take place throughout the country. But again, those negative events get eyeballs and eyeballs get money. And that's just the way it is. And that's just the way it is. Things will never be the same. Um speaking of which, new music Friday. Um <laughs> I forgot I have a single coming out here in a couple days. But no, I still I'm not watching the news regularly. I remember one time one of the listeners on the podcast was like, I, I talked about how I don't really watch the news. And then I heard something and then I started talking about it. And she was like, I thought you said you didn't watch the news. Like it was really uh, annoying. <laughs> I've got some needy listeners out there. Uh, some needy people uh, on the internet. Um, again, there's this chick on Instagram who follows me. And she's like, I just, I just, it makes me sad that you don't message me. I'm like, you're in, you don't, i don't know where she is you're in turkey i just wish we could talk i don't know you (laughs) like people are so lonely we need to uh make make a make an effort to be connecting with people in the real world now more than ever after a year of isolation for most people man people are lonely And and i've experienced that loneliness as well you know that feeling of and it's bad it's it's bad it's bad for you if you if you're feeling lonely like get out of the house and go talk to people go meet somebody call up a friend like make an effort to do something and that really that'll help that will help um i'm no expert on loneliness but i've i've definitely had you know intense feelings of loneliness and that probably stems from a place of inadequacy like I'm not good enough on my own or something like that. It's some deep unconscious thing that I'm fucking trying to figure out. Um, but it's not, it's not like it's constant, but you know, just when you experience those feelings of loneliness, you can usually mitigate them through connecting with another person face-to-face, preferably, um, and going going out and actually just doing something. Because that's the thing about loneliness and depression, like... It's a feedback loop, so it's like the more lonely you are, it's like, or the more depressed you are, you just you're depressed, so you don't want to go out, so you isolate yourself, so and the isolation isolation leads to being more depressed, and so it's just this horrible down downward spiral, um, and which can lead to very dark places. And same with loneliness, it's you can cut loneliness off at the heels, so to speak, by going out by intentionally making plans with friends. That's not to say you shouldn't make time for solitude and uh, time for introspective thinking and alone time, because I think I'm a big, big believer in alone time, and I I have a lot of it. I spend a lot of time alone intentionally. Um, But as an extroverted person, especially, like I need to be, I, I, I know my social requirements. And we have ancient biological drives and needs that need to be met a lot of them physical a lot of them social sexual um all these different needs that we have and uh don't be afraid to admit that we you have needs that need to be met and and don't be afraid to put those needs first a lot of people a lot of us have a, a hard time putting our own needs first because we think that we'll be viewed as selfish or maybe we're afraid to do it because we, we are so, you know, we fucking speak, you know, you might actually think that you're being selfish by uh, making your needs a priority first. But I had a a wise friend of mine, Shane, um, more than a friend, he's like a brother. He is a brother. Um, He said, never make another person's feelings more of a priority than your own. And I've heard that as well. But um, it's so true. You know, we have to meet our own needs first, and and we are the, and we are the sole, it's our sole responsibility to meet those needs, and meeting the physical needs, uh, meeting the social needs and the sexual needs and the whatever it may be, it's it's your responsibility to take care of yourself, um, and to and to meet those needs, and my God, if if that means that people are going to think you're selfish, you know, fuck them. (laughs) That's kind of the way I view it. Um, but that's just personal. Now that's my personal opinion. Uh, I've always though, I've, I've always, and I talked about this on my video, um, crying baby. Um, I talked about this on, uh, the last video I put up where I did Jordan Peterson's personality test where my one of my results was compassion like low, and uh, meaning I focus more so on myself and my own needs, and I'm less concerned with the needs of others, and that might just be te- temperamental. I mean, it probably is. And actually, I was talking with my dad yesterday, and he said, you know, he kind of does the same thing. You know, he uh, he was viewing it in kind of a negative way. Like he's like, oh, I'm a sometimes I'm selfish and you know, I've always, you know, I just do my own thing and I, um, and everything. And I was thinking to myself, I was like, man, I was like, I probably get that from you, you know, doing my own thing. Um, and, but again, uh, also just through, so I got shit in my eye. Um, uh, just listening to a lot of these guys online who I follow, who I admire. A lot of them talk about that as well. It's like, you have to meet your own needs first. So if people view you as selfish, you know, I don't know. You're not responsible for anybody else's happiness. That's a big thing as well. And a lot of people we like to, and it's good to be generous and to give and to help other people. Like, the, And it's an amazing feeling. And um, it's a good thing to be helping people. But don't do it at the expense of helping yourself. You know, don't distract yourself by... By what? By... Um, meet your own needs, but also... And then, you know... Make yourself a priority in every aspect of your life, and that's actually going to be very, that's going to be, that's that's going to be one of the best decisions you ever make, um, is making yourself a priority, taking care of yourself, your physical health, your mental health, um, your spiritual health, your religion, whatever it is that you are uh, participating in. Like, making yourself a priority and, and treating yourself, I know this is a, a Jordan Peterson rule, but... Um, What, treating yourself like uh, someone you're responsible for helping, something like that. Um, Like, you are responsible for helping yourself, and it's clear. I mean, look around at, not a lot of people do that, and if you do, it's like, you're going, especially as a man, like, say a single man, like, interested in women, like, the more you take care of yourself, the more you get your shit together, it's like, the more attractive you're going to be to people and not only not only like sexually but also just for opportunities and and um are you knocking at my door yeah i'm doing my po- the podcast I know. yeah <laughs> talking about adult things Okay, bye. <laughs> love you bye. reagan's here she wants to come do the podcast but she was on a on patreon the other day and i wanted to talk about more serious things little bit limited. You know, I can't say fuck or shit or, you know, anything in front of her. I, I try not to. Um, and if I did, and if we do like me or my sister, or Shane or whoever swears in front of her, she's like, that's a bad word, which is incredibly sweet. Um, but anyway, where was I? Damn it, Reagan. <laughs> um, yeah, you're going to be more, you're going to be more attractive to, uh, to everybody. Oh yeah. Yes. And, you're going to, opportunities are going to come your way if you take care of yourself. Like that's just, it's how it's going to work. And one thing, another thing that this book has opened my eyes to, like looking around is, is the amount of men who are are just like, what's the word? Demasculate. Demasculate. Let's see. Emasculate. Deprive a man of his, yes. Oh, emasculate, right? emasculate um the amount of men who are just wait emascul- emasculation is the removal of both the penis <laughs> and the te- oh god both the penis and the testicles the external male sex organs okay um good lord deprive a man of his male role or or identity we're talking about it like that we're not talking about the physical removal of the penis <laughs> uh just the amount of men who are slouched posture and emasculated and beaten down. They've got no zest or energy or life about them. It really opened my eyes to that. Like, especially young men, like looking around, like these men, they're not men. Um, They're just, they are, they're just fucking emasculated. And they let people walk all over them. And they, again, they've got that submissive posture and they've got nothing exciting to say or do, or it's like, guys, get your shit together. Be a man. I'm not afraid to say... It's, that's not a bad thing to say. It's not a bad... It's a good... Masculinity is a good thing. It's the only reason we're here as a species, because of the masculine energy. You think feminine energy got us to fucking bonk the ma- mammoth on the head? Huh? No. When we were out of leafy greens, ladies, and the gathering wasn't going great, honey, how'd the gathering go? Oh, the tree's a bit sparse. Shit! I got to go fucking kill a mammoth with the wolves chasing us. It's cold. I've got a fur pelt on, which I don't like. It doesn't look good. Uh, <laughs> anyhow. Um, but yeah, just the amount of men that are emasculated. Uh, emasculated? Make someone or something weaker or less effective. Yes. God, to castrate a man's penis. Ugh me cringe. What does feeling emasculated mean? According to Merriman, can I say that word? Webster, the word emasculation is defined as making a man feel less masculine or depriving a man of his strength and or role. That's, if that's not the fucking definition of what's been going on for the last 20 years with regards to masculinity, I don't know what is. Um, I won't take it, men, and you shouldn't either. And ladies, you want men, don't you? I know you do, um, the more I, yeah, so, I don't know, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna fucking grow a beard and get some, ch- spray some chest hair on my, on my, you know, on my chest here. I'm gonna really become a man one of these days, de- <sighs> do a, do a, <laughs> do like a hair transplant but for chest hair, why'd you do that, Trevor, I'm just, want to be more of a man, um, and another part about being a man and a, and really a healthy woman as well is accepting yourself for who you are and approving of yourself and not trying to do things perfect. Like even just doing this podcast, like sometimes I'm like, God, fucking barely got through that episode and I feel like it, it was stupid and didn't do well. Um, but that's okay. Like I've really enjoyed doing these shows and um, they've just been really fun. And really that's, and it's been fun to connect with you guys and for you guys to, you know, See a different side of me outside of music to discuss. It's also I feel like it's made me a better speaker and a bit more opinionated and ready to speak my mind, which is great. So these are all things I didn't I didn't know would happen. Um, but um, I remember even when I first started, and I've only been I haven't. When did I start this? Well, I was no, I do like twice. When did I start? I have to let's see. Um the first one. Like episode one. Let's see. September nineteenth. Okay, June, July, August, September. Wow, I've been doing these for like nine months. That's something. The Trevor Olsen Show, episode number one, September 19th, 2020. 33 views. How neat. And it was just my podcast logo, and I talked for 42 minutes. Oh, yeah, yeah. all my shows were an hour long initially. And then I was like, listen here, there's a pandemic. I don't know what to fucking talk about. <laughs> we're cutting back to half-hour shows. How long have the half-hour shows been going on? Uh, let's see. Yep, I started uploading it on here. Uh, four months I've been doing the half hour shows. Neat. They've just been fun to do. It's just fun to have a bunch of fucking videos up. Great show, Trevor. Um. But it has, it has made me aware of, of men not taking on the male role and not doing it very well. Um, and we need to do it well. We need to do it well. Well, we're already at the end of the show here, friends. That, was, that fucking flew by. Wish me luck. I'm off to the bank to uh, get pre-qualified and pre-approved for loan of one million dollars I'm my my first house will be a million dollar house it will have 10 bedrooms and nine and a half baths um, you guys have a good rest of your day if you enjoyed the show thanks so much for enjoying the show um you can head over to patreon.com Trevor Olson to sign up for exclusive bonus content uh, where I do a Saturday bonus podcast episode every every Saturday um you can sign up over there if you'd like to support the channel it's one of the best ways you could support me also you can always listen to the music grab the music on itunes uh that's the best way to do it support wise or spotify and then uh yeah new music this friday uh cool little song that's ready to go which i'm excited about for you guys to which i'm excited for you guys to check out and listen to so um thanks so much for listening keep doing your thing and i will see all of you on patreon on saturday